Sports Stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio, brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to another edition of Around the Hearn here on this Friday. Even Mother Nature cannot slow us down. You can bring out the snow, but can't nobody hold this podcast down as the uh, lyrics go. A lot of things to get to. Boys basketball tournament coming up in a couple of weeks to draw last weekend. WBL baseball poll. We'll talk about some bowling. But the guest for today, uh, kind of a, a spattering of different things. Two coaches who have number one teams in the state of Ohio in Chris Sauter at Columbus Grove and Mark Triplett at Shawnee. And a cheerleading team headed for a date at state. Coming up in March, we'll talk to Kimberly Ekes, the uh, Spencerville girls cheerleading coach and uh, just so many great things going on and uh, wrestling about to get into full swing as the state tournament not all that far away. Bowling just a couple of weeks away and shout out to the St. Mary's girls bowling team, WBL champions again, as they were able to pull it off for, I believe, the fourth year in a row and uh, congratulations to them. Hopefully here in a couple of weeks, they get to hang another plaque up on the entrance on 66 to St. Mary's. But not that long from now, we'll be talking about baseball. Believe it or not, uh, pitchers and catchers reported a couple of days ago for Major League Baseball, but the WBL Baseball preseason coaches poll came out a couple of days ago. And uh, thanks to uh, Brian Leibarger, it was pointed out to me that uh, Defiance is uh, the uh, team to beat in the coaches poll. They were ranked at number one, one point ahead of Elida. Van Wert third, Shawnee fourth, Bath, Wapak, St. Mary's, Ottawa, Glendorf, Salina, and Kenton. 11 first place votes. Uh, they broke it down to how it goes. One coach actually said there would be co-champs in defiance in Elida. The reason why there are 11 votes, the entire list up on Elida's baseball website and at WBLsports.com. And it's funny because ever since that list came out, and I tweeted it out a couple of days ago after it was pointed out to me, that uh, it was uh, kind of contentious. A lot of people had some different things to say. I know a handful of the kids that I follow or follow me on Twitter, at Michael Hearn PVP, shameless plug, I know, have uh, said that, you know, we're going to be better than that. We take this as a challenge, and that's coming again from the coaches. So it's not exactly like it's, you know, guys like me. I don't have any any dog in that race, but they were uh, able to talk about that, and, you know, coaches said defiance. And they said a lot of right behind. Very good arms on both programs. Van Wert has obviously been near the top on uh, the last couple of years, but, you know, I, I don't know that St. Mary's gets enough credit uh, down there in seventh, and I realize everybody's got to be somewhere. But uh, the Rough Riders have got quite a few arms returning from a good team a year ago. They figured out how to win some games, and I think they could be a much more dangerous team. Back to basketball. You look at the uh, championships that were decided last night on a Thursday night. The Midwest Athletic Conference goes as a split. Fort Recovery and Marion Local, both with big wins last night, end up splitting the uh, MAC. Shelby County League, uh, I don't mean this as a disrespect, but I think there's a lot of people at the beginning of the year, and I've talked about it on this podcast and a lot of other things, that 
you know, Fort Loramie is just a different kind of monster right now. And they were able to rip through the uh, Shelby County League. NWC and the Butnam County League both go to Columbus Grove. Credit to uh, Brian Schrader and his girls for what they do. I'll actually see them tomorrow as they take on Pandora Goboa at, uh, in the early afternoon on WZOQ Radio. BVC goes to Liberty Benton. 55-22 winners last night over Lipsick to wrap up the league. And for the fifth straight year, the Western Buckeye League goes to Ottawa Glendorf. 37 straight wins, a senior class that will leave OGHS at 36-0 against the league. Just uh, shout out to Troy Ant and what his team has done. They'll start their tournament run in a couple of weeks, all on WZOQ Radio, but... I'm excited for the tournament. Uh, There's a lot of things. We had a girls' tournament preview show a week ago on SoundCloud. You can find it. Search for WZOQ Radio. Got a uh, boys' tournament preview that'll play on WZOQ Radio on uh, Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Next week, coaches' show. Both the NWC and the Putnam County League. I'm excited about that. All that is on Twitter and uh, Facebook. Uh... Both the same thing. Michael Hearn, PVP. But I'm excited. It's a lot of things going on, and I've often said one of my favorite time of year is this time of year because you never know what you're going to get. It's just that overlap of the seasons, and it provides quite an interesting run. Three coaches on the way. Again, Chris Sauter, Kimberly Ekus, and Mark Triplett. Those three will start when we come back. Here on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? Uh, no. How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters who have all the experience and can really make things happen, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. Yep, deep bench there for sure. Then you got the front office personnel. That's all of us. You know, you're right. Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a lot like a sports team. And if you add in our playbook, which includes so many ways to score on a new or pre-owned car truck, the simile is complete. It is. And with our biggest in the area, Lee Kinsel Selection, a customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Like Chevrolet says, find new roads. And Danny. Yeah, coach? I hope you can dance. We need some cheerleaders. So now talking with the Columbus Grove boys head coach, Chris Sauter, uh, 19-0, your Bulldogs' number one seed in the district. Uh, talk a little bit about how the success has been this season. Well, it's been fun. I mean, we got off to a pretty good start with Wayne Trace and uh, started, you know, putting some wins together in both conferences. And, you know, we I feel like we've taken a lot of teams' best shots, but we keep coming away and with wins and finding ways to get it done, whether it's at home or on the road. And we had a tough game with Jackson Center on Saturday, but we found a way to get a win in overtime. So I think our kids are growing and learning and, and getting better as the year goes on. Do you feel like with having such a, a lofty ranking, you guys being number one right now, that gives you a, a different bullseye or, or it's just kind of the, a version of the same thing that teams are going to give you their best shot all year? 
Well, we talked about that right out of the gate. We knew after going 19 and six last year that people were going to be after us. So we knew we had a bullseye on our chest and people were going to come after us and give us their best shot, but definitely being ranked number one, it's not something we talk about. It's, you know, it's out there. It's nice for other people to talk about, but for us, it's just one game at a time and, you know, hoping that we can play well on each night. It's not, it's kind of just a nice representation of, all right, we've gone out and done the job we planned on every single night. Yeah. And we talk about how with that comes a lot of responsibility. You know, we've got this ranking and we're undefeated and we're leading both leagues right now, but with that, you have to show up every night and bring it, or that can very easily be taken away from you. I've got to see you guys a handful of times in the Fort Jennings game. You guys were kind of out from the start. Spencerville was behind in the first quarter, and then a 51-11 to run in that one, and that was one of the games where Burnesser tied his school record for three-pointers in a game with 10. And, Blake, what – What's the feeling like as a head coach when you can put two players out there like that and they just light it up? That's a, that's a good problem to have. They make me look pretty smart. <laughs> uh, that night when Tate hit those 10 threes, I had, I'd run out of place to run for him. So we'd run everything we had on the play sheet for a three for him, and he kept hitting them. So, But it is nice to be able to run the floor and get him shots in transition, get Blake shots around the rim. And he does such a great job of passing the ball up the floor in transition that everybody benefits when he has the ball. And Tate's such a he's, – he's so smooth about it. You look down and he's got 10 points, and then next thing you know he's got 25. And he, it's like he doesn't even look at the basket sometimes. He just catches it, chucks it up, and it barely even makes a net move. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> well, that's a lot of hours in the gym and a lot of shots that he's put in over the years. So – and, you know, he knows we trust him and we have confidence in him and he's got that green light. And if he feels like he's got to look at the basket, he's going to take the shot and we're pretty confident in it going in. It seems like right now you guys have what a lot of teams might be missing coming into this part of the season of uh, the chemistry is there, your kids all like each other, and you can see from afar that it shows on the court because they obviously trust one another in any situation. Yeah, I mean, these kids played a lot together last year. I mean, we got six lettermen back, so I think those 25 games we got under our belt belt last year together has gone a long way in making us the team that we are today. So, And, you know, our kids want to play fast. They want to play up tempo, and with that, you know, kids got to run the floor, and they got to look up the floor to each other, and they got to make plays in transition. So um, it is nice to have that chemistry. But a lot of that goes back to the time they played together last year as well. You, you've had a couple of games this year that were close, but a lot of them were my 15 to 20 points or more. You had that game last Saturday against Jackson Center. In overtime, Jackson Center was a team in the regional finals last year. And I know they play probably the complete opposite type of basketball that you guys like to play. Was it What kind of a challenge do they have with the slow – slow pace that the Tigers run with? Well, we were pretty aware that that's the way that game was going to be played. That was our sixth game in 12 days. We knew we were going on the road to their place, and we knew we were probably going to have to play at their style, and it was just going to be a dogfight for four quarters. And we got off to a slow start, but we were able to battle back. And we honestly, we didn't rebound well. We didn't shoot the ball well from the free throw line, but 
we found enough. We found a way to make enough plays in overtime to come out with a two point win. Are the, and that's I, only going to make us better because teams in the tournament, you never know they're going to try to slow us down too. So that's a good experience for us, especially getting the win that we can go into games like that and with the confidence that we can win that style of play. With the last four games being on the road, is that more of a do you think tiring effect or more of a kind of get them in the mindset of getting on the bus and preparing for a game? I mean, I like to go on the road the last few games like that. Get you in that tournament feel. Uh, you're going on the road, playing in a different gym. So I think it's a good experience for us. Now, you look at the tournament, you get a opening round by number one seed. Chose to go to the top. What, what was kind of your decisions in choosing which way you went in that district? Um, we knew we wanted to take the bye. We only play you know, six or seven guys you know, on most nights. So we thought the week off would do us some good and give us some rest. Um, we kind of felt Ottaville would go opposite of us. And with St. John's getting the three, they would come to us. And our thinking was teams like Miller City, Lincoln View, some of those guys would go to the Van Wert side just because it's closer uh, to them and they wouldn't have to travel as far. So, I mean, other than that, there wasn't a lot of thought a lot of thought into it other than we wanted to buy. We wanted to stay close to home. And, I mean, when you're the one seed, you just kind of have to live with where everybody else goes. And you feel like your team's still pretty well prepared after the regional run you had a year ago? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a good experience for us. Um, we talked about at the beginning of the year how we want to get to the next step. You know, we, we won sectional two years ago when Blake and Tate were freshmen and cut down a net and got to districts. And then last year we won districts, got to regionals. And, you know, the goal this year has been to accomplish something more than we did last year. So we know that our goals are still out there. We have a lot left to achieve, whether it's winning the NWC outright, PCL outright, or you know, getting that regional championship game and one up and where we went last year. So our kids are pretty focused and they keep putting a lot of good time in the gym and getting better. And hopefully we, you know, we can accomplish those goals. It's kind of an oddity with that tournament though. Obviously you have to wait and sort of see how it plays out, but the thought of having to play Ada in back-to-back games. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Um, you know, we played them at their place the you know, last game of the season and could very well see them uh, the following week in the in the tournament. So, I mean, we're not really going to change anything we do. We are who we are, and hopefully that that's good enough to uh, propel us to victory. Does it help that more than likely you'll see a familiar opponent that you've had already yet this year, whether it be in the sectionals well, or districts? When you can go through that entire district, there's only one team we haven't played this year. So, I mean, if we if we do happen to get uh, lucky enough to be Ada at their place last game of the season, I mean, we have to beat them twice, which is the – that's the boat we were in with pretty much everybody in this district other than St. John. You're going to have to beat them twice. It's like you're so playing the Shelby County League. Go, you just round-robbing everybody. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, when you play somebody <laughs> twice, they're pretty familiar with you and – you know, the things you did the first time that gave you some success might not work the second time around. So you got to make sure you have, you know, a plan B, plan C going into the game uh, where if they take away your strength, you have something else you can fall back on. Well, we hope uh, plan A works for you guys the rest of the way and uh, through the tournament and get that 
regional bug out of the way. And uh, thanks for the interview and best of luck to your Bulldogs the rest of the way. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And that is the head coach of the Columbus Grove Bulldogs, Chris Sauter. Be part of the family at Grillers Tavern in Columbus Grove. Grillers Tavern is family-owned, so they know what it takes to make their tavern a great place to bring your family. And a big menu with something for everyone, including sandwiches, wraps, hand-cut fries, and mouth-watering pretzel sticks. Come in for daily lunch specials, then come back after work for daily happy hour and live entertainment on the weekend. It's family time at Grillers Tavern in Columbus Grove. Back here on the podcast, and I've said for quite a while, I've been trying to get as much different, uh, I would say non-mainstream stuff as I can, and a lot going on during basketball season, but what you might not know is that uh, the cheer program at Spencerville is pretty good, and uh, Kimberly Ekes, the head coach, and I say that, I mean, I've known that for years, but it's kind of neat you guys are getting recognition of going to state this year. Uh, it was definitely new for us. We've thought about doing winter for a couple of years. We were not schedule-wise, and this year we just tried to make it work. So it was a lot of fun. The girls put it together pretty quickly, and they did a great job for the amount of time that we had to work on it. And it's interesting, too, because it's not exactly like it's a short-term thing. I mean, you guys have been together with this group for quite a while. Uh, this actually is a, a new group. It's a piece of our basketball girls that had time to actually do a little bit extra for us this season. So um, it's some of the girls I've been coaching since last April when we started comp practice, and a couple of them we just picked up during basketball season. So they're all very talented, so we can kind of pull from here and there and everywhere. Well, I was half right. That's why I asked you for the <laughs> details, right. not for me. <laughs> yeah, we a lot of some of these girls have been cheering. Like I guess it's since last April, so they we cheer you around here. We like it. I guess that's what I. Well, we'll just say that's what I was thinking of. But it it, it is neat to see how you guys were able to do that. And I've been able to see through Facebook and everything with kind of the, the evolution of that. And is is that harder or easier for you as a coach to sort of, you don't have to break, you know, habits like coaches will talk about, or it kind of uh, harder to, to shape that group in such a short period of time. Um, I'm very fortunate. Like I said, we have a great group of girls and we actually have now we built a seven twelve program here. So all of our girls practice together. Um, they've been learning what we do from the beginning. I've been coaching here since 2006, so I've kind of been pretty consistent. It took one year off when Layla was born, but as far as they know how practices run and what we do, and they're just, this is just a really talented group of girls, though, too. They're just so easy. I can pull anybody from anywhere. They know what we're doing. They know expectations. They, they just, they know what to expect, and they always pull it off. It makes for, uh, between that and your husband with the basketball program, it makes for, obviously, a very busy year, I would imagine. We are nonstop. I do firmly believe at this point in my life that a coach should always marry a coach because you actually know what's going through their head kind of and what your life is going to be like. So we, we definitely stay busy. So I, we do cheer as year-round at my house. My twins actually are in high school now. So um, my oldest graduated a couple of years ago, and I've got two more that are going to go through the program. So we're definitely all very much a sports-oriented house. And your youngest is uh, is quite a handful, but I see at every single basketball game with the biggest smile on her face. Uh, Layla loves basketball, and everybody's hedging their bets whether she's going to be a cheerleader or a basketball player. So we'll have to see how that, <laughs> that works That was my out. first thought, too. <laughs> she's, she's extremely patient. She's grown up in the gym. She loves popcorn. We just were very blessed. We got very lucky with a very patient toddler. So 
she doesn't sleep. She eats Kentucky Stand food nonstop, and she just smiles on. <laughs> it is it really is lucky. funny. I, I will have to watch that in the handful of years and see, all right, which way is this going to go, mommy or daddy? <laughs> we did have her throwing the pom-poms through the little tyke soup as a basketball, so that worked for a while. <laughs> but I don't know. She likes, she likes it all, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll let her do whatever she wants. You get, uh, it's interesting to me the way that the regional event drew out. You guys go to Anthony Wayne, February 9th. You get the uh, state cheer competition on March 1st, right? Correct, yeah. You get a month. Uh, How much do you change up things that you use for regionals before you go to state? Um, We'll make some execution changes. We'll clean things up a lot. We'll probably, you know, break. We practiced a lot before regionals, but they really did such a good job that we're just pretty much going once a week for fresher and just really trying to fine-tune things. Obviously, we're coming into, this was a ridiculous week of basketball for us, but then next week starts girls' tournaments, and the week after starts girls' tournaments, and we just keep, <laughs> and we have our tryouts, actually, for the next school year or the week before state, so we're just kind of putting it all together. <laughs> uh, you're thinking about sleeping in what, like April? Um, Probably... Girls' state tournament weekend is usually when Greg and I get our breather and when we just start over, and then both of the twins are running track, so we'll just move on to the next sport. It is kind of funny, yeah. though, to think about that, and, and that goes back to kind of what you were talking about with the coach and coach thing, of uh, your guys' biggest relaxing weekend is just sitting in an arena watching basketball. That's my <laughs> wife and I if I wasn't working that event. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of always been our thing. It's we like to go watch. Obviously, he'd love to coach there someday. So it's just good to get the lay of the land and make sure we do what we're doing. But um, it's, it's a lot of fun. But does he actually sit and watch the game, or do you just kind of catch him like, oh, why would they, like cringing, why would they do that? Uh, we both cringe a little. I've watched enough basketball. I've never played basketball in my life. I feel like I know basketball now better than I ever did. So we both just watch. But he never, he never criticizes other people. By the time you get there, there's not much left to criticize. Right, that's true. They're yeah, they're usually pretty good. Uh, yeah, we usually just kind of relax and eat a lot of food. I would know. imagine that uh, you know it's not the opposite way. He's not he's not offering a lot of routines on the other side. Uh, you mean for a cheer? Yeah, he's actually my best scout and usually can nail placements before awards almost every single time. Kind of scary, actually. Well, I was just trying to picture him, uh, you know, going through the practice of no, you should do this and just. The, the amusement of that. Yeah, he's probably sat through more tears than you could ever imagine, and he does pretty well, so I think I'll keep him, but <laughs> he definitely he definitely has a good eye for athletes and who's good at what. So. Well, I, I mean, he's been around for a, a little bit. I would think at this point he should be able to figure it out. Yeah, we'll roll right into fair season starting at the end of July, so then, of course, fair food's always a perk for that competition tour season it's all kind of a little bit about the food we both kind of are. So. <laughs> I get that. Trust me, I get that. <laughs> yeah, I see your Facebook post. You're all right, over the right. Place. Yeah, I, uh, I my wife's already doctor. planning to go to Atlanta for the Final Four, so, I mean, I'm okay with it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I don't think we'll make it there. No, I think I'll, that's after I get done working in basketball, and I think that's, like, going to be interesting. I will keep track of where you eat, though, so. I, I, I sometimes I have to put it down just so I remember where I am. And then I look and I see, oh, my friends are here. Well, this is interesting. <laughs> I did eat here before. Yeah. Right, right. That's that's the whole reason. But 
what does that mean? Uh, do you think how how are you guys getting reception for making the state championships? Um, it's been overwhelmingly probably very positive. Um, it's it's hard when you got to tell parents that you want to do one more thing um, in the winter and at the end of basketball season, which is long. But everybody's been pretty positive about it, and the girls are super excited. And we have hotel books, and it's just it's fun for them. So we're all looking forward to it. Hopefully, the first of many. Uh, yeah, hopefully that would be nice. There's a lot of winter competitions this year. We just started small, so maybe next year we'll be able to fit in a couple more. Well, I wish you guys the best of luck in uh, in March. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's Kimberly Ekes, the uh, cheerleading coach at Spencerville. <laughs> You're invited to worship with your family at the Church at Allentown in Lima, where their vision is to cultivate Christ-centered relationships through small groups and service opportunities. Worship services are available Saturday nights and Sunday mornings with Pastor Neil Whitney. Get information on all the services, groups, and activities on their website at allentownchurch.org. The Church at Allentown, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Back on the show now, talking at Shawnee basketball with head coach Mark Triplett of the number one ranked Shawnee Indians. Coach, I know you guys don't get into a lot of that, but that's got to feel pretty good to hear. You know, I, I didn't even know anything about it until somebody texted me about it earlier today. And, um, you know, I think it's a, a cool achievement for our kids. I think that they deserve that recognition because they've worked really hard for it. But um, at the end of the day, you know, this isn't the college football playoff where the top four teams are, are getting into this you know, championship situation here. So we're still going to have to go out and compete, go out and get better. And at the end of the day, the, the rankings for Ohio high school basketball don't really uh, mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. Well, it's kind of one of those things. The ones that are next to your guys' name are the top-ranked team at 7-0 and in the WBL and then, of course, in your district. But those all start over. And it seems like you guys have done everything you can this year to whatever people say to go out and just night in, night out just take care of your business. I think that's the goal, you know, going in every single day, finding ways to get better in practice. Um, the goal for us is to go 1-0 and every time we play a game, you know, every Friday, Saturday, you know, if it's a Tuesday or Wednesday, so be it. But the goal is to go 1-0 and every night. Um, and I think that the only way that you have the opportunity to do that is if you can focus on the task at hand and focus day by day and finding ways to get better every single day is going to be the goal. Um, the grand scheme of things, we want to be playing our best basketball here uh, come March. And if you peak too early, then uh, things you know quickly go downhill for you and teams get disappointed pretty quickly there in the tournament play. You've got three games coming up uh, the next weekend, the next couple weekends of uh, teams who still trying to kind of find their mark, not what they maybe envisioned their season would go. You go to Elida, home for Spencerville, home for Bath. Uh, you guys, you don't take anything away from any of them, I would imagine. No, absolutely not. You know, a light is a rivalry game on Friday night. And, um, you know, I thought they played us really tough and, and tip off. I know that was a long time ago, but I thought they did a great job of dictating tempo of that basketball game. And we played more of their style. I know they're going to want to try to do that same stuff again. And uh, in reality, they're a, a different basketball team with, with Quan Moore on the floor. And, and he missed, you know, six, seven games with some, um, some things that he had going on and in his, you know, injuries and, and heart issues, which, is scary for a, a teenager, scary for anybody, let alone a high school kid, to be going through that stuff. So I'm glad that he's, you know, feeling good and back out there again. And um, unfortunately, that makes, you know, our job a, a lot more difficult with him on the floor. But 
Um, they're, they're a talented team. They really shoot the three-point shot well, so our kids are going to have to be ready for that. Uh, and then, like I said, it's a rivalry game, so you know I know their kids are going to be ready for us. Um, Spencer is a team that um, I think Coach Sensenball is doing a great job with. You know, they started slow, and they've lost, I think, 11 games by – uh, single digits this year. They've lost three overtime games. They've now won four out of five. So uh, they're a basketball team that I think is playing their best basketball at this point. And that's exactly where, um, you know, Coach Sensenball wants his kids doing. So uh, they're going to be a tough out for us. And they just compete night in and night out. Um, they, they rarely um, are getting beat bad by anybody. Uh, our kids are going to have to come back in and refocus after a, a rivalry game on Saturday night back on our floor and, and in order to get that job done. Um, and then we end with a bath team who, um, you know, I, I know their record is what it is, but uh, you look at that team from last year to this year, um, and they, they lost a lot of games last year, and they've lost some games again this year, but they have a lot of kids that got valuable experience and minutes last year on that team that have now in turn, you know, back with them again, and they're still really young. They're mainly sophomores, but uh, played a lot more competitive this year, and they've lost a lot of cl- close, tight games, so uh, we know that that's going to be a tough one for us, and it's another rivalry game, and it's our senior night, so it'll be emotional in that regard. So um, we have a lot of basketball left. Um, I think our, our first goal is winning the Western Buckeye League, and we have an opportunity to do that for the first time in a, in a long time at Shawnee. So um, in order to, to do that outright like we want to do, we have to take care of business on Friday night. And that's a big thing because going into, obviously, a hype game, the end of January, you get OG on your floor, a lot of things go right in that game. You guys were able to slow them down. And I would imagine for you, it's kind of a personal thing in a way that you're able to, all right, you know, it's the Ric Flair thing. If you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. And, you know, you can keep them from winning five straight and start your own streak. Yeah, I think that that's exactly right. And, you know, before that audible game, we put that on the board about, you know, if you want to be the best, you have to beat the best. And that was an opportunity that, that we had um, on our floor in front of our home fans. And, and that was big for us to be able to be at Lappin and do that. But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, I think that it's critical because everybody wants to be playing their best basketball come tournament time. So what can we do as a team and, and how can we get better as a team in order to, to get to where we really want to be playing come March? Middle part of the season, you get a home game with St. Mary's. Uh, they have some, they do some things different, kind of made you guys a little bit uncomfortable you have to make a lineup change. Uh, is there kind of a point you get a little bit nervous of, all right, we need some things to go right here? Yeah, I think that um, in that game, Caden Vermillion gets hurt in, in warm-ups. Um, um, and, you know, we, we have to really on the fly recover there. You know, we have they have two big guys that we have to take advantage of. And, um, you know, we, we feel like with a 6'5 and a, a 6'5 kid that we're going to be able to do that. And then all of a sudden Caden's gone and uh, Brady Wheeler came in to did a tremendous job for us. But we're just a, a much different, smaller team uh, when you take Caden out of the lineup. So uh, St. Mary's is, is playing extremely well. They were playing extremely well going into that game. Challenged us in a lot of ways, jumped on us early in that one. And we had to, to recover and I think our kids responded well. But, um, you know, that's a team that. Um, I think it is a very dangerous team come tournament time. Can you tell me a quick story? I, I read this and I love this, but I kind of want to hear this from your perspective about how great it has been to have Caden Rogers kind of go with you guys and sit with the team and, and be a part of your team. Caden uh, Rogers is uh, just a great kid. Um, he's a kid that really, uh, he came to Shawnee last year and 
Um, you know, we got to know some of our seniors from last year really well. I followed the team and just kind of lived and breathed sports. And uh, the guys kind of took them under his wing and, and made him a part of us. And, and this year, um, you know, they reached out about uh, him possibly having a role with our basketball team. And, um, you know, we were all about it and, and welcomed that opportunity for him to, to jump aboard with us. And uh, he, he's kind of our hype guy. You know, he gets in the locker room and gets guys fired up and he's dancing and, and singing and, and, and playing around with them. And um, the kids just love him. And he's a tremendous just it's just such an amazing story. I love that story that uh you know just uh, nobody that I've ever read said you you won't catch the kid not smiling. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he he's a kid that um you know he, he just puts a smile on your face when you're around him because his smile is kind of contagious and um you know he he's one that the kids love being around and um we're happy to have him aboard with us. I always ask most coaches about the tournament the way that your guys' district sets up does it matter playing a team a second time? Obviously, Salina, you guys got them in game four earlier in the year, but uh, the way your schedule is set up with the tip-off classic and then playing LCC and everybody again, I wouldn't think you guys really care. Um, you know, you'd prefer, I guess, uh, not to be playing teams multiple times in a season, but uh, when you when you have a, essentially a Western Buckeye League sectional and district with, um, you know, a couple of really good teams in, in Wasion and Bryan and, and I think a, a talented team in Napoleon too, um, you know, you're bound to have some rematches. And, um, you know, last year we, we played Elida for a third time um, in the districts last year, so that's happened as well. And um, it just it, it kind of comes with the territory, I guess. At the end of the day, you're going to play whoever is on your schedule and uh, you're going to be excited about that opportunity. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to go out and compete against who's ever in front of us that night and, and just hope that the kids play their best game. And just kind of make you laugh of, of course, if it was anybody, it was going to be Elida. Oh, of course. You know, we, we've had a history with them and a rivalry game. And, you know, we played them in tip-off and we play them in Western Buckeye League play. And then there they are in districts again in front of us. So, um, talented team. And, and that could potentially happen again this year. We could we could potentially play them in districts again this year. If we, we each kind of win some games in front of it. So, um, I wouldn't at all be surprised if it happened again. Did I read this right? You're a UD grad? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my, uh, I have a sister that went to UD and... Um, Grew up loving Mark Ashman. I was a St. Mary's Rough Rider, and, and Ash went down there and um, loved watching him play. And one of my sisters, still really good friends with him, and graduated with him. And I watched him when I was a kid and followed him at UD and kind of fell in love with him and Tony Stanley and those guys. And um, I, I went there in 06 to 2010 and just absolutely loved it and met some of my best friends there. And uh, great school, great school. And they're playing really well right now so that makes that pretty cool pretty cool too well that's what i was going to say was i would imagine if you get a chance to watch basketball you're probably a pretty happy guy right now <laughs> yeah you know they uh they're fun to watch and you know Toppin is a special guy and um i think he's got a chance to be the, the player of the year but um they have some depth around him and, and some some guards that can really shoot it and they can really score i think they're leading the, the nation in, in field goal percentage from two-point range and they get after you defensively they, they play a tremendously fast pace that is just fun for fans to watch um so you know they've had a tremendous year and, it, and it's been fun as a, a grad to be able to watch that success plus it's nice i would imagine that you get to root for ryan mike Sell and you don't have to think about earlier in the year of how to defend him yeah that's always nice when, when those guys are away and you know i, I have Kanapi kid at toledo that i coached against when i was first starting out and mike Sell at st henry and these guys that it's all these mac kids that are all gigantic <laughs> and uh they just never go away and then the kids are have brothers that feel like they're there forever with the 
the bronze kid at Marion local. So, um, you know, it's, it'd be nice to have some of those six, eight, six, ten kids come, come our way every once in a while. Well, to be fair though, you've got a young man in George Mangus and everybody else says, I wish I could have him for one year at my school. Yeah, George is a uh, kid that's a fun one to coach, and um, I think he's a self-made kid. You know, he turned himself into a basketball player. Um, you know, I, I think he was a more defensive-minded kid when I first started watching him, and I still think he's a terrific defender, but, man, he can score. Um, he just he, He's so smooth on the offensive end. He reads defenses really well. He gets underneath things really well. Our guys do a tremendous job of finding him. Um, you know, but teams that have basically thrown everything at him, and, and you know, we just continue to find ways to get him the basketball, and he continues to put the ball in the hole. So um, he's a great kid. M- more importantly than anything, I think he's just a, a tremendous young man, but it um, doesn't hurt that he's a pretty talented one too. <laughs> yeah, that's always great at the end of the day. Um, <clears throat> I thank you so much for doing this, and I hope you guys have a very long tournament run. Oh, absolutely. I, I appreciate you having me on, and, and good talking to you. That's Mark Tribble, the head coach at Shawnee, back with more after this. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench, ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Back here all around the herd, and a big thank you to Chris Sauter, the boys head coach at Columbus Grove, Kimberly Ekas, the cheer coach at Spencerville, and Mark Triplett, the boys basketball coach at Shawnee, for offering their thoughts and their insight on everything going on in their world. You look at the boys tournament, we talked about the girls a week ago. Uh, just a handful of teams, uh, part of the uh, show that I talked about earlier on, the preview show that airs at 3 o'clock on uh, Sunday on WZOQ or Z Sports Live online. Lincoln View and Brett Ammons get started against Ross Kaufman and Miller City. That game on the 26th at Van Wert. And uh, that game on WZOQ Radio. Columbus Grove has to wait for either Ada or Fort Jennings on the 28th of February, they have, uh, have picked that by. It comes at a perfect time. I mean, 19-0 going into tonight's matchups. Uh, just a terrific team. Does not make any mistakes, and uh, they are lethal. Kaleida at 12-7. and It starts their tournament run against Patrick Henry at Van Wert at uh, Game on Z Sports Live or WZOQ Radio as well. You can find the entire calendar at ZSportsLive.com. Spencerville takes on Upper Soda Valley in an old NWC matchup on the 25th at 6.15 p.m. They go to Coldwater in a game on Z Sports 3. Looking a little bit at the Mac, Marion Local takes on Temple Christian at St. Mary's. That a 7 p.m. game on K94, as is the 26th matchups of Ridgemont New Bremen and St. Henry New Knoxville. They're all at St. Mary's. They're pretty much just uh, living over there for a while. Those games all feed into two games on the 28th, and uh, just so much basketball going on. I hope that people are able to uh, listen or watch or go check out as much basketball as humanly possible. Go out and support the bowling teams as well. I saw a handful of lanes last week um, on the uh, uh, tournament trails, the league championships that were just packed, and I think that's the most awesome thing in the world 
to have any kid turn around and be able to just see a packed house wherever they are. I hope everybody goes down to Columbus on March the 1st and supports the uh, Spencerville cheerleading team as well. But you look at gyms that are going to be packed tonight, kind of switching gears back to basketball. Shawnee takes their uh, undefeated record to Elida. Shawnee, by the way, ranked number one in the state with St. Vincent, St. Mary. WBL games have Kenton at Defiance, uh, Salina at St. Mary's, the Battle of Grand Lake in that one. Bath takes on Van Wert. Columbus Grove goes to Allen East in NWC play. Lincoln View at Ada. Spencerville at Jefferson at the stage on Z Sports Live 3. Paulding at Crestview, and I would imagine Kenny Stabler's got the call of that one on 99.7 and has a, uh, a terrific job that he always does, he and Jason. Mac play, St. John's at Versailles, Minster at St. Henry, Coldwater at the Hangar in Marion Local, Fort Recovery at New Bremen, Parkway at New Knoxville, and shout out to the boys and girls at Fort Recovery, both number one seeds in the tournament. Three Rivers Athletic Conference play, Fremont Ross at Lima Senior. Lima Senior already wrapped up the uh, Three Rivers Athletic Conference for this year. They can win it outright, I believe, tonight with a win. Finley at St. Francis, St. John's at Oregon Clay, Central Catholic at Whitmer, NWCC play, Temple Christian travels to Perry, Waynesville Goshen at Lehman Catholic, Elgin at Ridgemont, Riverside at Harden Northern, Blanchard Valley Conference play, one that sticks out to me, Liberty Benton at Lipsick, Arlington goes to Arcadia, Van Buren at Riverdale, Pandora at Corey Rawson, Van Lew at North Baltimore, Shelby County League played three games tonight. Botkins at Fort Loramie. Fairlawn at Jackson Center. Jackson Center, by the way, who you heard Chris Sauter talk about earlier on, were able to slow down Columbus Grove. Did not get the win, though. Lost in overtime last weekend. And Rushi and Houston. Just one game in the Putnam County League. That, I'm headed out in just a bit to the Palace. Continental at Kaleida. And the GMC finish up. Holgate at Ayersville. Tenora at Fairview. Hicksville at Wayne Trace. And Antwerp ranked in the top 10 of the state in Division 4, traveling to Edgerton. Those games going on, a lot of big games. Again, the next, uh, this weekend, I've got uh, one that I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. It'll be uh, uh, WKKI, if you can't make it down there, K94 or K943.com. Big matchup that'll have Minster traveling to take on Anna. Before I start the uh, tournament run, all those games updated. If for some reason you want to listen, MichaelHerd.com and the recaps as well. But I say this every week, and I mean it. I am so happy to be able to cover local sports and bring you different looks at what different coaches and different players are thinking. I tried to have Eric McCracken. Uh, he's a very busy dude. I promise you at some point he will be on this show and he will talk about just uh, kind of our partnership, talk about the spring, talk about a lot of the things that he has going on as well. And you can always find them at West Irvin Road in Van Wert and at LeeKinsel.com. But thank them so much for helping me bring you this show. That's all I've got for this week. Uh, big week next week as we start the tournament run. Might try to wedge in a couple of coaches' interviews as well and uh, just keep on supporting high school sports. That's what we do here, and that's what we hope you do as well. Thank you again so much to Chris Sauter, Kimberly Ekus, and Mark Triplett for being on the show today. This is all I've got.
for Around the Hearn. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.